Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for being here on this beautiful, it's actually rainy here where I am. I hope it's fine where you are. And today we have a wonderful guest. However, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty, so hopefully she'll be able to call in. I'm speaking about Carolyn Colling, who has an amazing way of helping people conquer their stumbling stumbling blocks and help them to re-script their life and embrace their own success. Carolyn is a mindset coach, personal development strategist, and she mentors women in their personal lives and businesses. She helps them understand their own paradigms and unique with a better understanding of individual blocks, core beliefs, and their restrictions, it's possible to re-script your belief system and embrace the success so rightly deserved. After the loss of both of her parents at a young age and then dealing with a difficult divorce, Carolyn was desperate to take charge and responsibility for her life. She hired a life coach and immersed herself in mindset work and learned how to make conscious decisions rather than being reactive to all that was surrounding her. Carolyn learned about her own specific paradigm and how to lift the veil of distorted perceptions, which we all have. Through her own self-study, Carolyn found her passion and life's purpose and now teaches others to do the same. Welcome, Carolyn. How are you? I'm great. Can you hear me? I can hear you beautifully. Glad you're here. Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes. Um, <laughs> technology. At we were telling the audience that a little in. bit of a that a little bit of a technical difficulty. So you've gone through a lot, like many of us, and you went through a paradigm shift to help you really create the life that that you that you desire and really create a life embellished with success and ease. So firstly, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this place and we'll go from there. Well, essentially I think um like everybody, you know, we all go through life and unexpected things happen. Um, and I think what ends up happening is that we become very lost in the world of life in general. Um, whether it be tragedies, whether it be, you know, um, upsets, uh, for example, divorce is a big one. 
And I think it really boiled down to why I started in the area I started uh, with mindset was I felt I needed to take responsibility for me, my life. Um, And often we blame everybody else and everything else. And, you know, and I think the biggest problem is once we start doing that, we give away our power. We give away everything that we, that we need to, um, to be able to create the life that we truly desire. And that's basically what happened, right? For me, anyway. Right. <clears throat> so you talk a lot about mindset, and, and I've worked with that, and you have too, but I don't know that all our listeners understand what that means. And before we get to it, I love the idea that we need to take responsibility for our lives. That should be our oath to ourselves, <laughs> I think. So tell us what uh, what a mindset is and what that means in terms of of your study. So mindset is basically your perception um, of how you view things. And often our perceptions are based on our paradigm. Um, And for those that, you know, some people don't even know what a paradigm is. So let's put it this way. Our paradigm is a program in our subconscious mind that controls our vibration and therefore controls what we do and what we attract in our lives. And so if your mindset is that of which maybe maybe a victim sort of consciousness, maybe you have gone through life and found everything extremely difficult. And you actually, people actually like to live there often um, because it's what they know and because it gives them a safe place to be. If you're a victim, you don't can sort of live in this, in this uh, idea that, well, this is just how it happens to me. This is just my life right? It's an excuse, basically, at the end of the day. And so it's really, really important to, um, to look at your mindset and decide, okay, do I want a positive mindset? Do I want to come from a place where I have certain beliefs um, and I see them to be true, but are they? And quite often when we start digging into these areas, we realize our perception isn't isn't as true as we thought it was. Does that make sense? Certainly. So how does our paradigm get set up? Does it get set up at a very early age from what, you know, other people's beliefs and, and you know, our conditioning and also our experiences? How, when When do we start developing this so-called paradigm? I, I well, paradigms, Absolutely. So society, your parents, um, people who influenced you in any way, shape, or form, teachers, church, uh, maybe it it was church, maybe um, sometimes I believe that we, um, depending on your beliefs, I think that you can come into this world with certain paradigms and and, and beliefs. So 
uh, it's really, really important, you know, especially ancestral, right, patterning. Um, I think it's really important to have a look at those things and um, to figure out really to start to challenge some of the belief systems that you have. Some are very recognizable and some are not. So um, some sit in our subconscious and we don't even realize we do it. And that's what's really important. And I found that in my own life. I found that, um, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, and, and I'll, just give you, I'll, I'll just give you an idea of what I mean by all of this, all paradigms and things like that, certain belief systems. So, for example, I grew up with a mother um, whom, you know, was a stay-at-home mom, and looked after her kids, was very dependent on my father uh, in so many ways, you know, and it was a, sort of an old school idea of my father earned the money, he kept the money, my mother was allotted a certain amount of money uh, per month <clears throat> to raise, you know, us children and, and to keep food on the table. And, and upon my father's death, um, which was, which was a tragic, it, you know, it came so suddenly that nobody was prepared for it. You know, my mother, I watched her really, I mean, it's, it's hard enough to struggle with somebody's um, passing, but to, but to be also put in a place where all of a sudden she was it. So she was having to do everything. And she didn't, she didn't have the means to, she didn't have the, her, you know, she didn't have what it took to kind of put um, herself forward and say, okay, I'm going to now be, um, I'm going to be everything. I'm going to be the breadwinner. I'm going to be the person that runs the household and I'm going to be um, a sort of not uh, independent really at the end of the day. She's, she needs to become independent And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I would never put myself in that position. And it's something that I I really consciously thought about. And and yet, (laughs) I I did the exact same thing. Um, You know, I met my husband when I was really young. And and yes, I loved him. And yes, he was an amazing provider for our family. And, um, but I felt... I, I actually put myself in the same position my mother did without even realizing it, that that I looked for somebody who had the same qualities as my father because that's what I knew. That's what made me feel safe. Even though consciously I thought to myself, I will definitely never be there. I will always be an independent woman. And so it's really important to recognize what it is in our patterning um because sometimes it is it's it's a positive thing um our programming and patterning is and paradigms are positive but sometimes they they can um sort of replay um an old tape that you no longer want to live uh, by and and often that's what happens i find with my clients is that they sort of wake up and say i i don't want this anymore I didn't want this. How am I here? 
And then that's when we have to go through and, and sort of deconstruct what happened, right? Definitely. And what happens, as you talked also, is that some some of these paradigms we know about where that they're in our consciousness, our conscious mind, and the others may be steeped in our subconsciousness, and we may have to dig deeper to to figure out what that is. And often, you you mentioned something interesting. Often, we replicate, whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, what we saw in terms of relationships, what we saw in the family dynamic, our parents, whatever, and if, like you said, you you didn't want to do it and yet you found yourself kind of doing exactly, you know, living and and doing the exact same thing that you you said no to on a conscious level. So I think really recognizing, especially if your life isn't working and you and and it seems that your beliefs run counter to how your life is going, there's a disconnect somewhere. And like you said, Carolyn, we have to figure out where that is and how to how to shift that so that we can change. So you you do a lot of work with the mindset and with paradigms. How do we recognize what our specific paradigm is or are? What they are, if again, if if many, if a lot of that is is working deeply, you know, in our subconscious. What do you do? So what I usually do um, with my clients is I ask them a series of questions. And most um, the most important questions are, you know, describe your mother, describe your father, describe their, their relationship. Um, and in those particular questions, I can usually somehow I fit the pieces together. It's, um, part of it is, you know, just a psychology portion of it, but then part of it is just, it, it's truly intuitive. So, um, you know, you can look back and see, especially when people, you know, they, they're not often asked these questions about their family, um, you know, what, about their father, about their mother, about, you know, influential people in their lives. Did they have, you know, siblings? If so, what was the relationship like with the siblings? Um, was it easy? Was it good? You know, were there, what were the dynamics there? And looking back on and reflecting back on family, it's really interesting when I get these questions, these questionnaires back, um, what people want to tell you and what they feel guilty about telling you. So often, you know, they want to say there's certain things that happened maybe in their childhood um, that they feel now as, as adults looking back, it wasn't, you know, it often we want our childhood to be wonderful and we look back on it and, you know, the first thing that we want to say is, Oh, it was amazing. Um, if it, and if that was the case, and, and truly, it, it what probably was amazing back then. There may have been some issues along the way, but the way that you want to remember it, some people don't, you know, I can tell you some people had horrific childhoods. And, and, and I mean, their paradigms are obvious. Um, it's usually the, the people that, you know, when you sit down and start to write about your family, um, 
and you a lot of emotion comes out in that because now you're speaking about people that you love and that you don't want to say anything negatively against and it's it's never a place of judgment and it's not it's not about that it's not about you know whether or not um I'm looking at whether your life was perfect. That's not what it's about. But what it is about is when you start to write and emotions come out on paper and you realize that that the perfection wasn't there and there were certain things that made people feel uncomfortable, um, you immediately realize why you don't have confidence. You immediately realize why you turn what I call the shine dial down, you know, and that is one of probably one of the biggest ones that I help uh, um, women with is quite often they were born in, they're born in the eye of perfection. They come out of the womb confident. Babies are amazing if you watch them. I mean, they have no problem um, crying when they need to and having a fuss if they need to and they they lay there with dirty diapers and on and, and expect you to look at them as if they were <laughs> just the most amazing things, creatures ever. They, um, they, they're just, they, they have confidence immediately. You know, when they first learn to walk, they don't say, oh, this, this walking business isn't very good. I've fallen down a few times. I, I'm not going to do it again. They do it and do it until they've mastered it, and that's just the way it is. And then, of course, through your lifetime, this confidence, that shine dial, ends up dimming and gets turned down as we try different things and we're shut down for whatever the reason. And um, uh, and I think that that's the that's the one thing that I was put on this earth to do is to help people bring that confidence level, bring that shine dial back up to maximum. Because you know, I love the shining, terminology. Other people can shine. Yeah. Right. I love that. I love the terminology shine dial. I think that's so important. And yeah, we, we, what happens, like you said, is we come in where these beautiful, exuberant, loving, lovely souls and things happen, whether it's, like you said, through our family dynamic, through our experiences, through what other people think of us or experience or tell us about ourselves, and it gets dimmer and dimmer. So if that's what's true, which we know it's true, how do we start to change what's working? I know I work a lot with, at that subconscious level, because and you're talking about people writing down some of their responses, which I would think also kind of accesses that that level of, you know, subconsciousness in some way. So how do you do that? How do you help people change what's not working? So the one thing, here's the thing, as long as you recognize it, you can change it. It's like anything else, you know, once, so once we recognize something, then we know it, we understand it. It's, it's like, you know, it's like shining a flashlight in a very dark area. So when you can see where you're going and you can see what the problem is, um, then that's when you can change uh, your mindset 
around that particular thing. Now, often, you know, we're working with things like guilt, shame, um, those very powerful emotions that people take on a lot of responsibility. So remember, this is the interesting part, and I talked about responsibility in the very beginning. There's a lot of things that we are responsible for, and there's a lot of things we aren't responsible for. And some of those things that happen to us probably in childhood, most likely, and that's usually how it happens and we carry it through. Um, we, We couldn't quite possibly be responsible for in a lot of ways because we didn't, you know, we didn't have the brain power to be responsible. We weren't the adult. So I think that's the the big thing. And so people, you know, often take responsibility for the wrong things and harbor all of that shame and guilt and um, anger and all of that. And they take responsibility in areas that they don't need to. And I encourage them then to shift the responsibility and, okay, so what can we do now? We recognize it really wasn't your fault. So let's move forward through that. And, you know, let's, let's be responsible in other areas of your life and not to create the life that you want, to create the life that you desire. Um, and it really, is a, it really is one of those things that it certainly doesn't shift overnight, but, you know, once we start digging into these things, it's the aha moments. Um, you know, clients will have these, oh, wow, okay, I just realized that. And some cry, some feel elated, some feel relieved. And then they say, okay, now I've recognized it, I can shift out of it. It really is, it really is that simple. So, and and I totally agree with this, Carolyn, our level of recognition, of awareness, of what those paradigms are, what we've been telling ourselves, what other people have been telling ourselves is, you know, that's key to, and that's sort of like what you said, which I, which I, I totally agree with, that's the first step, that first step of awareness, it's like an awakening to be able to, to make that shift, that change. Something that I've been finding out with my clients and also with myself, and, and it's coming up really strongly in these last few months, so I'm wondering if that's something that's going on. And that, you know, not just with, with the people that I'm working with and myself, I think that it's a level of self-forgiveness. And, and just forgiveness in general. And so maybe it's about forgiving what our beliefs were or or the people that have influenced those paradigms in some way. But I, I and this is this is my take on this, I think that it's important to to allow for that to be able to kind of set ourselves free. How do you feel about that? I, I completely agree. The moment we forgive whether it be ourselves or anybody else, there's a, there is that, there's a shift. The minute you think of somebody or something, um, an actor behavior or, or a person, and you think of forgiveness, you can actually feel the energy, the energy exchange and you can, and you actually feel lighter. Um, Harboring anger, of course, you know what that feels like. And so when we're able to forgive, um, remember, 
people can only do or people only do what they know. And sometimes what they know isn't the best, right? Right. And that's what the, that's the one thing. And so that I absolutely agree with that. And that's something that my clients and I work through too, is forgiveness because once they understand nobody, nobody wanted to hurt you or nobody wanted you to have a crappy life or, you know, nobody wanted you to sit in victimhood or whatever that looks like. Um, and they realize that most probably when you look back on, and I'm just using parents as an example. It could be anybody, to be honest, um, anybody that surrounded you that was influential in your life. Um, if we looked back on their paradigms, typically it's just repetitive patterns. And until we wake up from those repetitive patterns, nothing ever changes. That's and true. That's I like the idea that, that we have to wake up to, to, <laughs> to yeah. you know, otherwise we're kind of like, doing things automatically, kind of sleepwalking through life. So it is about waking up. You know, many bullies, and because I do a lot of work with, with anti-bullying, and many bullies have come from situations, family dynamics, in which they've been bullied. And so, like you said, it's what they know and, and, and maybe what they've been harboring in terms of anger and hurt and resentment, and then kind of reproduce that on other people and, uh, you know, again, waking up and having that conscious awareness and and forgiving oneself and others I think is the beginning to to healing. And I, and I love that, that you incorporate that in your work as well because I think so it's effective. Healing, healing, yeah, and I think healing, to heal anything, we must forgive. And we must kind of look, we have, must change our perception of, you know, why people do things. Um, and quite often it's because they've been hurt themselves almost always, right? Um, right. It's a, it's a deflection and a, and a reflection <laughs> in so many ways. So um, it, it's, it, it's a difficult thing to have happened to you, but if you can forgive it, you definitely can move forward. Do you have, I know you, you, when you work with your clients, you have a set of questions. Do you have any activities or even a question that you can share with our listeners today, Carolyn, to just give them an idea of, okay, let's, to be able to kind of take a look at their lives a little bit and see what's going on? Well, I think the number one thing is that if you're feeling unhappy in your life, or in the situation. Now, remember often, too, we confuse our circumstances with truth. So often my clients will come to me and say, you know, um, I, 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 I feel like a failure because I'm broke. I'm just going to use that as an example. And, you know, and I say, okay, so now you're basically you're hurting yourself or you're calling yourself a failure because your circumstances are that of which you don't have the money that you desire. And as soon as we sort of realize that it's circumstances and truth are, are, are very different things. And 
So understand that. Understand. So when you when people come to me and they say, okay, um, I don't like where I'm at, the first thing I'll say to them is, what do you want to change? I can't help anybody that comes to me and says, I don't like what I'm doing, but I, I also, or I don't like where I'm at, or I, I'm unhappy in my marriage. And I need to know from them, what is it you would like to change and clarity on it. Um, sometimes it takes a while to get that clarity, but in order for you to change anything, you have to know what it is you want to change. You know, that's so So important. It's like being in a car or in an airplane or whatever, and you've got to know what your destination is. You have to know where you're headed. And so it sounds so simplistic, but it's it's really profound in terms of of having, like you said at the beginning, that level of, of, you know, awareness and understanding about where these paradigms came from and what we're doing and, and being able to bring all of this up to our conscious level, our conscious awareness. So I think, yeah, it's important. Where where are we going? What do we what do we desire? What and and being able to to speak that because oftentimes people don't they, they may be cautious about putting that out in the world. Why is that? Do you think? I think that people become afraid. And, um, again, it's the ego um, is meant to keep us safe. But the ego can also keep us paralyzed. It keeps us prisoner. It keeps us from doing things we've always wanted to do. And what we don't realize is when you challenge the ego, um, you're actually freeing yourself from being in this rut, in this constant state of what I call stuckness. You're, you're not going anywhere. Um, nothing's changing, and it's, it's, it's then now you're just existing. And I know for a fact that, you know, you weren't born into this world to exist. That's just not what you were meant to do. And yet we're afraid to make decisions possibly um, because, you know, it's that whole fear of success, fear of failure. You know, it's, it's that thing where, okay, so if I do make changes in my life and I become successful or, you know, and successful doesn't necessarily mean financial, by the way. It could just be successful in life in general. Um, What does that look like? Well, basically people panic because it's really a fear of change. And that's truly what it's all about. It's, It's about change. And so we want change. We ask for it. And then when it's presented or if we, we you know, if it's, it, we start to manifest in that direction, we start to run. It, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, ne- never mind. <laughs> I don't, I, 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 I've changed my mind. <laughs> and, and, that, and you're right. And, and it, it, yeah. Go ahead. Fear us down so so that's a one you know that's wonderful that i mean it's not wonderful that we have that but to recognize that 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 fear is there and often st- 
stopping us in our tracks from from getting what we desire, from even putting it out or or speaking it, it it's that fear is very powerful and very strong. Carolyn, tell everyone where they can get a hold of you, your website, everything that you do, because um, we're running out of time, and I don't want people to miss that. Sure. So you can contact me on my website, carolyncalling.com. You can find me on Facebook under Carolyn Calling, and calling is spelled C-O-L-L-I-N-G, Carolyn. C-A-R-O-L-Y-M. Um, find me on Facebook. I also run um, a Facebook group called The Conscious Creator. And that's a fun-filled group uh, that gives a lot of value, a lot of understanding of what, what goes on in life and business. Um, and we all, we all play nicely together and, and certainly um, provide a lot of value there. So, you know, feel free to um, p- um, private message me on Facebook. That's another way you can get a hold of me. And it was a lovely. It was lovely to join you. Wonderful. So, so, what would you like our listeners to walk away with if you had one, you know, one really important vision or statement or or something that you wanted us to take with us today? So, you know, I would like people to ask themselves, to really stop and ask themselves, um, you know, are you happy? And if you're happy with the way things are, that's fantastic. If you feel that, you know, you're not shining to your full potential, um, then I think it's important to look at why. Um, why, why not? Uh, and that's the thing that I like to encourage people is that this is one life. Um, you're given, you know, one chance at it and, you know, don't waste any more time. Do what it is you want to do. And I think one of the things that uh, very quickly, I think we tend to put ourselves last instead of putting ourselves first, which is really what we should be doing because once we do that, then we're able to be there for everybody else. Um, and show up the way that we need to show up um, by by doing that, right? Putting ourselves first. I totally agree with that. I think it's important. It, what you were saying just reminded me of something. Years and years ago, I had a philosophy professor who wrote, had, a, had an exam, and one of the questions on the exam, just out of the blue, was why? Just and you had to respond to the why that didn't have why did something happen or whatever, and one student in the class wrote why not, and got an A. <laughs> Just absolutely. <laughs> I love anyway. That. I love it too, and, I, and when you were talking about it, it just—I haven't thought of this for years, and it just—it just came to light. So, thank you Yay. so much, Carolyn. And I, I apologize if I pronounced your name wrong in the beginning, but thank you so much for your wisdom, for helping so many people change and live the lives that they desire. And have a blessed day. You too. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. So remember what Carolyn was talking about, because really being able to recognize 
one, that it's not always your fault and you have to be able to, to apologize to yourself and also be able to recognize what's keeping you back, what's holding you back, and to figure out what that is, not to beat yourself up about it, but to be able to make that shift and make that shift consciously. So remember what Carolyn said and take care of yourself, which is one of the reasons we call this show Power Your Life. And next week, May 3rd, we are going to have on Kelly Roach, who's going to talk about the secret to being unstoppable. And if you've missed any of this today, you can go to Blog Talk Radio. And if you want to get a hold of me, Joanne White, go to dr Joanne with an E, J-O-A-N-N-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. And wherever you are, whatever time of day or night it is, remember that you have the ability to take charge of your life and to power you and empower you in the direction that you truly desire. Take this first step today. Have a blessed day, and thanks for being here. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.